literally the top thing. Charmin, what are you doing on here? Okay, the call is being recorded just so everybody knows. Of course, the FBI man in my phone is recording everything anyways, but this way we can repost it. <laughs> because there's a lot of people that are gonna want to go through the work with us, but they um, work or whatever. So welcome everybody, let me get my blue light goggles on. <laughs> Protect my eyeballs. If you do a lot of computer work, um, fantastic idea is to get some blue light goggles like this. Um, they're on Amazon for like 12 bucks. And somebody just told me that you can put a coating on prescription lenses. So if anybody knows about that, I would love to have a message about that because I just got a prescription for long distance glasses. All you have to, all you have to do is take them to um, whoever, uh, whatever eyeglass place. Um, yeah, might be able to add the coating over your glasses. Um, Perfect. That's what I, want. I have them on mine, but th that was done when I initially got the glasses. That's what I want. And I'm super excited that I got the eye. What is it called? Eye measurements or whatever to know how my acuity is and everything because <clears throat> I'm actually going to experiment on myself with um, Nation frankincense. So see if I can't change that prescription just a little bit but I did, couldn't tell if I was changing it um, measurably unless I first had the appointment so that's why I had to go in and do that all right trying to get to my notes okay happy new year everyone I just got off I'm actually cleaning my office today I know everybody sit down it's, it's a big day I'm actually cleaning my office today. It did get critical mass to the point where you actually couldn't even open the door all the way. It was pretty bad. So it became like I was just opening the door and throwing things in here. And then I like climb in in my, you know, hiking gear and nobody could get anything out of here except me because I knew exactly which pile it was underneath. But, you know, <clears throat> cleaning your office isn't an IPA, but let me tell you that having a pile of crap for an office isn't an IPA either because you really don't get much done in there. So. I just kind of um, accumulated to the point where <laughs> I'm not cleaning my office. And um, to make it more of an IPA, of course, I'm listening to Madison Vining in the Happy Hangout. So if anybody in here is not in the Happy Hangout, it's a subscription. It's a monthly payment group where Madison Vining does some fabulous, fantastic mentorship. And you also have access to Class A graphics. They spend thousands of dollars every month on graphics um, on both the products and the photographers. And we get all of that by being in the group. So I'm, mm, I'm not at the point where I want to spend thousands of dollars on graphics, but I sure do love benefiting from hers. And it's, if you're not on her team, I think all of us in here are under Dr. Pat. So if you're not on Madison's team, then a great way to get access to Crossline RCD's thoughts and I love hearing from Crossline RCD's because it's always fun to hear just different ways of thinking and in her call she said she was kind of a little bit sarcastically making fun of new year new you type things and she said something that just resonated with me which you'll see showing up on words wag on my Facebook soon which is you are not a piece of garbage you do not need to be thrown away every year <laughs> I just love that she says the most awesome things and she does not ever lie to you. So that's fabulous. Okay, the work we're gonna do tonight is inspired by this book. It's called Start With Why. If you have the book, it's just an awesome read. If you haven't read it in a while, it's always fun to reread it. 
And if you don't have the book, just hop onto Google and type in Simon Sinek. Um, if you can see the spelling there, I don't know if it's backwards. <laughs> but Simon Sinek, there's a TED Talk that he has online. He has a talk about millennials, which is really good. We have loads of millennials on our team. Is anybody born after 1984? So I made it in because I was born in 1987. So I guess here I am, just the older millennial. <laughs> oh, my word. There is actually a comedy show called Elder Millennial. Sorry. Um, but uh, up until what year, I don't know if somebody knows, pop it in the comments. But I guess that's kind of irrelevant. But if you are building a business today, you will have lots of millennials on your team. And it's really fascinating because something that's really important to millennials is purpose um, in how they, um, you know, live their life. Now, there's people out there like Gary Young. Um, Dr. Pat, who's our diamond, um, almost crown diamond, and they have been driven by purpose for a really long time by what they do. And <clears throat> so, you know, people like that we can follow. But it's interesting because what are the pillars of young living? Wellness, purpose, and abundance. And um, millennials are definitely a generation that um, was raised. We didn't have the blue light glasses, but we did have the screens. We had the craft cheese, you know. Um, so, we definitely got a lot of chemicals in our bodies. So it's a great place to grow your market. And also I've noticed I haven't really had any, I, some people sometimes say like, do people um, think that like network marketing is weird or whatever? And honestly, I cannot say I've had anybody um, born the years me or later that thought it's weird. Um, it just is very much accepted and normal. Um, the only person who will question it, I've noticed is people like over 30, 35, maybe have questions like, like, what, you know, but talk to anybody in my age and they'll be like, I'm looking for a side hustle. So um, it's a great market to break into. So anyways, I'm going to do a little bit of reading for you. So you're going to need a paper because I'm going to ask you questions and you're going to write the questions out for, or not the questions, but you're going to write your answers. You can write the questions if you want to, but you're going to write the answers out for yourself. And the goal is to get to your big why. So what you'll find um, is that asking somebody their why is not always, or thinking about your own why is not always as straightforward as we may think it is. And um, it can take a long time to get to. And even after we finish this tonight, you might think that your why is written down and you're going to be laying in bed tonight with your oils on and you'll be um, still mentally digging. So speaking of oils, hold on. I got to grab my oil. What? Okay, highest potential. So learned from Jennifer Melton, who just got back from Diamond Bound Mini in Orlando, Florida, that um, Jordan said she put 16 drops of peppermint on top of her head before the talk because she was super jet lagged and all the things. So um, I got into this putting 16 drops of stuff on my head mode. So yesterday before bed, I put 16 drops of stress away, 16 drops of lavender, 16 drops of cedarwood on my head. So now I'm gonna do 16 drops of highest potential. You can kind of feel it hit your head. I guess if you were maybe a guy without a lot of hair or something like that, or like bald or whatever, um, <laughs> and you were like going to go to hot yoga or something, you might have the sweat of oils running in your eyes somewhat. But <laughs> other than that, we can anoint ourselves. <clears throat> okay, so get your oils on. I'm going to put a little on my hands too. I love highest potential. It's one of my favorites. Okay, get ready for a little reading. 
Okay, this is part of Getting to Why. It's actually from a book called Getting to Why. So if you want more to read, a book called Getting to Why. <clears throat> All right, why? I now have three boys. I want each of my kids to have his own room because I don't ever want my youngest to feel like I used to. Now we are getting somewhere. Depth is the key to understanding the why. You must keep asking until you reach a depth sufficient to motivate and effect changes in behavior. The why in this case isn't money per se. It is a whole set of powerful childhood memories that are now tied directly to the love and concern of this father for his children, perhaps specifically for his youngest son. And you can help yourself get to those memories by using cedarwood and inner child, by the way. This father is passionate. He's willing to invest time and effort to honor and realize his vision of how his sons will grow up. For him, the value is priceless, the vision powerful. At this point in his life, it's his treasure. A person's why is their treasure, and where the treasure is, the heart is. At least that's where it should be, but more on that later. Everyone's why is different. There are common themes, such as success and family, but how the why manifests itself in a person is uniquely theirs. Normally, it is the single most critical factor that motivates an individual, drives job performance job satisfaction, and employee loyalty and retention. Because of its importance in influencing actions, understanding the why will allow you to know your people better, grow closer to them, and lead them more effectively. <laughs> if you want to get to RC without ever doing the work, forget about it. <laughs> you cannot lead a team into the depths of finding their deepest, deepest desires without also getting clear on yours. Because of its importance in influencing actions and understanding the why will allow you to know your people better, grow closer to them, and lead them more effectively. It will motivate them and enable them to perform with passion. Did you know that people will stay in a job that doesn't pay well if it feels highly purposeful, purposeful and um, satisfying to them. Anybody ever met a school teacher? They don't get paid very much. But how many teachers have you met who say, I love my 30 kids. And that's why I do what I do. It also puts you in a position to help lead, each of them lead the life they were destined to lead, a life of significance. There's also a correlation between the why and profitability. A friend of mine put it, puts it quite simply, happy employees create happy customers. Happy customers buy more stuff. The amazing thing I have learned is that the majority of leaders, managers, and business owners don't know about, understand, embrace, or leverage the why. Perhaps they haven't given it enough thought. Maybe they find it too personal. I think it's because many of them don't understand their own why. Leaders lead by example. To appreciate someone else's why, you must first understand your own. Consequently, it's time for you to answer the same question I routinely ask my staff. What's your why? But I don't ask without a little coaching. I have found that one of the easiest ways to help someone discover their why is with three simple but absolutely powerful self-analysis questions. I call them the big three. Now, on all the following questions we're going to go through, some of them are really, really personal. So obviously, you don't have to read anything out loud. But I will ask um, on the questions, if anybody wants to share the answer to that question, um, sometimes it's helpful for someone to see an example. Or I, I could give an example. This is the paper that I did my own work on. But I'll ask if you guys, if anybody wants to share a question here and there. 
All right, you ready? You can write down the questions if you want to, and then you can go through this with your own team later. What do you think about? Say again. What do you think about? <clears throat> think about when? <laughs> um, all the time, I guess. <laughs> we I actually like put down... I put down like a couple things because I sort of like, yep, thank you, Sabrina, for typing that. I kind of think about like, of course, I think about what's for dinner, but it's not like that's what I think about all the time. Just ask my family <laughs> as they eat the same pot of chili for four days. <laughs> if you really also want to know what you think about, I have heard this exercise being done before in like psychology studies, but you can carry a little notebook with you and, um, you know, you could set an alarm on your phone to go off every hour or something. And, and when the alarm goes off, just stop and jot down what you're thinking about. Over time, you'll start to get a trend. I think about the stuff I haven't done. Ooh. Like what's on my list? Like, oh, dang it. I didn't do that. Oh, dang it. I didn't you, do that. Are, I need to do that. Are, I need to do that. That's, that's, that's guilt driven, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. That's not a positive feeling. <laughs> I dream about Gary, Gary, Gracie telling me to wash the dishes. So, all right. Question number two in the big three. How do you spend your time? Thank you, Sabrina, for typing those. It was super helpful because <laughs> like I thought I wanted to solve <laughs> And if anybody wants to pop in and say how they spend their time. Just remember that it's recorded. Perfectly legal. <laughs> Maybe don't say it. <laughs> All right. well, that's a trick question, though. How do you spend your time either on business, during home, like mm. with kids? Is it just a Yeah, I put my most dominant. It was actually really illuminating for me to think about. <clears throat> I, I spend a lot of time wasting time, and that is not yeah. a joke. I, spend a, I waste a lot of time doing busy work. Like, I know what I need to do, yeah. but I'll find something else to do. I think, we all do I think we all do that. That's like the biggest, our biggest issue. Yeah. And I think eliminating that is, is going to be critical. That doesn't mean all the time I'm doing something, but if I can either be scrolling my Facebook or Instagram, or I can put the phone down in a different room and just um, sit on the floor with the kids, right? Either way, I'm not really producing anything, right? But it's a better value. Okay, question number three of the big three, which when I say the big three, does anybody else picture Winston Churchill? <laughs> okay, how do you spend your money? So the first thing I put on here was good for young living. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
the only single category I spend more money on is my mortgage <laughs> and not every month. <laughs> Mine's young living and food. This is literally what I put. <laughs> <laughs> living and food. That's where I was just doing my bills. I'm like, dang, we went out a lot this past two weeks. <sighs> but it's food and young living. Yep. All right. If you need more time to think on those questions, I'm going to do a little more reading. The things we continually think about, spend our time on, and spend our money are, by default, our treasure. If you don't know what your treasure is, you can go back and look through those answers. These questions, if answered honestly, will reveal where your treasure is, or perhaps what you are making your treasure whether you like the answers or not. These questions not only help people identify their why, they also provide a caution when thoughts, actions, and resources drift towards something other than their professed treasure. As an example, it's common for someone, and I think if we ask just superficially of a group, this is the overwhelming answer we would get. It's common for someone to want family to be their why. Have you ever said that? I have. And have you ever heard people say that? I have. <clears throat> By the way, it's not like that. <laughs> it's just, it is what it is. However, it's also common that the same people can't prove it when they answer the big three. Consequently, the answers to these questions can be a big wake-up call. If you find that there's a real gap between the why of your heart and the why of your actions, don't despair. The real value is in the journey to recognize and then actively work on closing that gap. And I think um, my cousin Annie's on the call right now, so I hope she doesn't mind. I'm just going to totally use her as an example right now. But when I was reading this and going through this work, I instantly thought of my cousin Annie. Annie Joe Brown, follow her on Facebook. She's amazing. So <clears throat> I thought if I were to ask Annie this question, she would say family is her why, her biggest treasure. And if she were to go back and answer the big three, family would be in every single one of those categories. Because I have seen that she truly will, at all costs, spend time with her family. Um, her extended family, her, you know, friends of family, and her immediate family. And a reason why it's important to understand your why, how important it is to you, and how it drives you, and to be able to understand the whys of your team members is because if I were to try to force Annie to do Young Living the same way that I want to do it, it wouldn't feel congruent for her because she has um, the way her values play out may be completely different than for me. And <clears throat> it wouldn't be fair for her to feel like um, less than or something like that because of the way her values were um, driving her. So that's one reason why it's really, really important because it would feel weird and uncomfortable for her. That's not to say that we can't have seasons where something becomes an emphasis or a focus. You know, if you're 
building, well, this actually, to continue with Annie as the example, they built their house. And they were working on it to like three or four o'clock in the morning, right? And um, if she answered the questions during then, what are you spending your money on? What are you spending your time on? Would be the house, right? But that's a season for them. And that was what they needed to do to get something done. And that may happen also with, with your business that you have seasons where you're going to spend like intense work on it. But um, that's, there's still an overarching theme of your life. So sorry, Annie, <laughs> just had to use you as an example. Okay, wise can be a varying time horizon and are rooted in circumstances, purpose, or both. So like the house or whatever. Why uh, rooted in circumstance could be a financial tragedy that has created the need to invest an extraordinary amount of time, thought, and money to cover, recover from. In this case, perhaps in a year or two, the tragedy will have passed or the house will be built, giving way to a different why. The individual can now be free to return to a why rooted in purpose, such as becoming an artist or retiring at a certain age to work with abused children. And one of my favorite things about Young Living is that if your why is not necessarily, you know, posting on Facebook or whatever, um, Young Living gets you to the point where whatever your why is gets to happen. And if you're married and they choose that's what they want, then it can help your spouse get to, if their work isn't their why. It helps your spouse get to the point where they can just live in their true rooted why. Answering the big three may or may not leave you concerned about your why. <laughs> um, just so you guys know, I'm a workaholic. Um, <laughs> I, I, um, easily, I easily could be much more workaholic -y than I am. Um, <laughs> and I'm just telling you that honestly. And, um, that's bad because it can make it look like it takes more work to get somewhere than it does. But workaholic can also translate into busyaholic. So um, this is actually something that I had to take really to heart is, am I just working for the sake of working? Cause it's, you know, let's keep going. <laughs> Andrea's embarrassing life. All right, now let's dig deeper by answering the following questions. All right, you ready for a new question? Okay, get ready to jot it down or um, answer it, whichever works for you. With whom is the most important relationship in your life? Thank you, Sabrina. Nice scribe. With whom is the most important relationship in your life? The next question is why? Next question, <clears throat> what is the most important thing in your life? And um, feel free to dig deep and be honest with yourself. You don't have to share these answers with anyone and they don't have to be answers that you love and they can be answers that you love. So totally judgment-free zone. Can you that one? Is somebody talking? Mom, is that you? Yeah. Can you repeat oh. that? 
Um, with whom is the most important relationship in your life and why? Or well, you said something after that. Uh, the next, did I say the next question? I think so. Okay. Oh, okay. What is the most important thing in your life? Obviously, memory isn't for me. <laughs> um, next question is, why? So I'll answer this one. The most important Thank you, Lee. Thing, you're welcome. The most important thing in my life is my health because I didn't really have good health a couple of years ago. And now mm. that I've gotten my health back, um, I value it more than anything. So my That's why, really good. The why of that is because if I don't have good health, then I can't be anything to anybody. I can't serve yeah. my family. I can't serve other people. I can't do any of those things. And I didn't realize that until I lost it and then struggled to get it back. And so my, That's my it. a lot of my why for Young Living is to educate others and help them get their health back. That's like an amazing um, insight. Thanks. It makes you realize like when people say health is wealth. Yeah. Without right. your health, so, what, what can you do? Right. Point. So limited. Right. Right. I didn't think about that as an option, but you know, sometimes if something's taken away, you're like, well, I really needed that. <laughs> you don't realize how important it was. Okay. What brings you joy? And I know for a lot of people right now, it's uh, tidying up. So. <laughs> it's like taking over Facebook. <laughs> and the following question is why? And sometimes the, some, you might need to take your, when you answer the question, why? And ask yourself, um, why is that? So um, if the most important thing is, um, um, say, what brings me joy? Seeing other people healthy. Um, why? Well, because it makes me feel, you know, really good. Well, why? Well, because I know how horrible it felt, you know, like you can ask yourself questions sometimes to dig deeper. Um, I usually find a couple more layers underneath each one of those and it just helps me understand myself better. Not always what I wanted. <laughs> how about, I don't know. <laughs> well, you know what? That's a totally fair point. I a totally fair answer. Um, and, you know, it's part of, like, that's totally fair, except that you don't know. Because that's part of the work is if we can learn what we actually, you know, like Gary and I were watching um, Fixer Upper, and I was like, you know, I love how Joanna just walked into a house, and, you know, I know that the more time goes into it than they show on the show, but, um, you know, she looks and she's like, is this charcoal gray? And we can put shipwrecks over here. We'll just like punch out that wall and like build them up room. And you're like, I wish I could just look and see what I like. Um, but I don't even know what I like. So, you know, learning our likes is um, just as important. Building our, our mental health. Okay. What are you passionate about? 
and I'm drinking Ningxia and Zing and ice and fizzy water. <laughs> so I'm not sleeping today. <laughs> Just kidding. I will. <laughs> Just later. <laughs> and you guessed it. The next question is why? What are you passionate about? Why? That's like another I don't know. I mean, it does go hand in hand with joy. So. I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm not your, not your typical person. Everybody knows, I mean, not everybody. A majority of people know what, lack of a better word, trips or trigger, what they enjoy, right. you know, stuff, and, and, um, I'm clueless. <laughs> so do you want to, um, I mean, it's not like I'm. I've always hated, I've always hated, because I've never been able to fit, I mean, for the last, how many years is this? Um, since 2008, ever trying to figure out this why thing, I always end up having yeah. issues trying to figure this out. It's a roadblock. Well, um, I'm not Rachel Hollis, but. No, I'm just saying, I'm just we saying. Could, we could try to, I mean, it doesn't have to be this, like, exploding life shifting thing. Like, I, you There's love say that, but at, the same, at the same time, they say that, you know, the ultimate thing is they say that it should, your why should, like, choke you up, bring you to tears. I, I, I yeah. cry every day at work, but that's not my why. <laughs> Yeah, I see. I think it depends on if it's your process. The people who wrote that were probably yellows, and they probably cry about you know getting the right color of paint or something. So, I, <laughs> you know, I do. So, you know, it can get us emotional sometimes. Um, but I'm just, I'm just I don't, being honest. You know, that's, I, I, that's yeah. Like, I don't think it's like invalid if it doesn't. You know, I've definitely heard people say like if, if it doesn't make you cry, it isn't. You know, it. You know, well don't decide that for somebody else <laughs> not everybody cries as much as you <laughs> so um look at me cross-eyed and i'll cry <laughs> i might this um, truth. yeah so it um you know don't don't if it if it is it doesn't have to be the be all end all and it like he said earlier it could be a why that um serves for now you know and I think wise evolve sometimes month by month sometimes year by year and you know if you're 20 years old and going to college you're going to have a different why than if you're 30 and have three kids <laughs> you know um so I think that I think it's okay for it to be just something you know if I were to look at you and think, what is Robin passionate about? Well, first of all, the cat. <laughs> I know you love the cat. <laughs> My only entertainment. <laughs> I'm very entertaining to all of us. But um, you have, I mean, it, it doesn't have to be the thing that makes you cry in that sense, but you have um, a fascination 
with human body and reflexology and um, aesthetology. I don't know what the word. <laughs> aesthetic curry. Oh, yes, I went to school to be an esthetician. Yeah. <laughs> so you have interest in that. And I think part of that is because, and I've seen this the way you talk with your team, is you like to help them feel better and work through their problems you know, whether it's their skin or whatever. So um, those are the things that I just observe in your life, which doesn't necessarily mean they're your why or your passion or your joy, but the things you do, I guess we could say. Um, but of course, always worth remembering that often our job is not the same as our why. So that's there too. All right. Yeah, Sabrina, life coaches. I'm a life coach, but I need a few. <laughs> Next, um, Amanda Leach has a Canadian question. Hit us with it. Sorry, it took me a second to figure out how to undo my audio. So I'm actually <laughs> going through personal coaching right now on the exact same thing, Robin, and I just wanted to say that I'm the same. And what my coach, I'm doing rapid transformation therapy. I can explain it all later. But what she said is if you're having a hard time connecting to an emotional why, check your fears. Because sometimes your subconscious has this nagging thing. So I'm right now at a crossroads where I just, I'm no longer employed. Oils is now my thing. And we figured out through exploring subconscious that my big fear that has been holding me back is what my why was, the freedom. I wanted freedom, but I was also afraid of that freedom. And that's true because, you know, when you think about it, you know, that's true because I, I can tell you that my, I know that I know some of my fears, even though you, you want to be successful, sometimes it's like, okay, that's, that's a proposition. Yeah. Well, um, Gary, in a way, he touched on that because we were talking one time about, you know, double RCD and stuff, and he was like, what will I do if I'm not going to work? <laughs> and I'm sure it can happen to anyone, and I know it happens definitely to a lot of men who are primary breadwinners as they've been so detached from their why. Um, because it could drive them crazy if they thought about it when they're doing something they don't love. Um, they haven't necessarily been seeking their why or their purpose or what's your best life, you know, hashtag Instagram. So. Well, and I think the other part of it too, especially when it comes to me is think about it. What have I known for the last, what have I known since 1979? All I know I is know. the military. Oh Yeah. All I know is somebody that, telling you what your why is. Somebody well, telling you what first, to do. The first, the thir first thirty, the first under thirty years, I was in the military, and then from two thousand to current, I'm working for the military. So yeah. it's that security. That's the other thing that can be very scary. It's because it's you had that security. Well, what happens yeah. if you don't have that security? Oh, and it's a great point you bring up too. I've heard when people say my why is, you know, security. Um, that um, and as you mentioned that, some, that's what I used to tell myself. It's not so much somebody and I, why, but but that's that's what I wanted was my security. Yeah, 
and I can't remember who said this, but they said security is a fear-based why. It's a fear of insecurity or lack or, you know, being hungry again or whatever. And our next question is, what is your biggest fear? <laughs> so we just walked right into that one. So apropos, right? <laughs> Thank you for setting me that up. One, that one that one should be very easy to answer. <laughs> Everyone's already thinking about it. Why? <laughs> what is your biggest fear? Why? And this may feed into what we just discussed, but um, the next question is, what circumstances do you want to avoid in your life? Can you say that again? What circumstances do you want to avoid in your life? Why? Death. <laughs> well, why? <laughs> That's easy. <laughs> you want to live, right? Why do you want to live, right? That goes True. on and on. You can really go like lots of layers on that one. Yeah. Somehow went into the lower all hands thing and I didn't know how to get out. Um, yeah. Why do you want to live? Hmm. <laughs> what is the purpose of life? Well, Elaine, get busy and then write a book, please. <laughs> I'll dedicate it to you when I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. This night. <laughs> it was pivotal. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Be really honest on this one. If you had a second chance to live your life, what would you keep and what would you change from the first? Oh, that's very easy. No, well, you have a tendency to think about things like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree with that. And I mean, that can be a tough one because sometimes you're like, well, you know, that happened and I didn't love it, but it turned out that I learned this, you know, but um, work, work through it. Andrea, could you say that second part of that again? Yep. Question. If you had, if you had a second chance to live your life, what would you keep, and what would you change from the first go round? Why? Answer both. I would still have joined the military for sure. But would it have been the Navy? <laughs> I would have saved. I, I would still join the military. I just would have done things differently. 
I would have gone Air Force instead of Army. Oh. I would have stayed Navy, but definitely re-looked at my job choices. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that's something you don't know when they're pitching it to you. And if, and then if I, and when I got involved in, in direct sales or whatever, I would have, I do things so totally different. Go straight to young living. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would have the same time because if I joined it any earlier some reason you broke up on me so if it didn't happen to anyone else you don't know if it happened to anyone else no I said I would have I would have I would have stayed the same time that I joined Young Living because I would not have been underneath you if I changed but what if I done it? I was like ten or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop it! <laughs> stop trying to I don't know how old I was when he. I don't know how old I was when he started Young Living. <laughs> I thought the exact same thing. I was like, when you said, you know, you found it earlier. I was like, okay, well, it's like twenty-six years old. I'm twenty-seven. Twenty-one. Tell a bunch of our lives now. I'll let old Sabrina signing up. <laughs> Star CD, six years old. <laughs> okay, here we go. Next question. If you knew you could not fail, and this is the last question, so make it good. What would you be doing? Say that again, you broke up. Oh, I never break up with you, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> if you knew you could not fail, what would you be doing? Why? And you can um, keep your worksheet, obviously. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. But um, <laughs> as you answer the questions, go back over your questions, look at them, meditate on them, ponder them. Don't accept your first answer at face value. Almost always, unless you've done this work before, the first answer is, you know, not actually, even at this moment, the most accurate. There's always more to it. Remember that in our earlier example with the guy, <laughs> the kid, it took um, a couple wives to get to the real answer. Are you challenged by the questions? <laughs> Maybe you guys saw my live today. If not, hold your right hand out, palm up. <laughs> then place your left and index fingers in the middle of your right wrist. Check for a pulse. If there's no pulse, stop reading now. Call 911. <laughs> In the event that you do detect a pulse, try rereading the question. Your ability to answer is honestly, your ability to answer honestly is of the utmost importance. If you aren't aware of the nature and power of the critical motivating factors in your life, it will be very challenging to discover 
and embrace them in others. It is important that we do this work. <clears throat> now you're going to make a little chart for yourself. So maybe flip over your paper or get a new paper. <clears throat> and at the top, I want you to write personal growth. I want to be the best I can be. With an arrow pointing up from that. <laughs> then there's an arrow pointing up to that, and you're going to write underneath that. You don't have to write what the big why is. Just say my big why and leave a blank space. Whoops. You're, draw you're drawing this. <laughs> what? You can see I'm it. Lost. <laughs> So the top says, personal growth, I want to be the best I can be. Then underneath that, my big why. And then feeding into that, you've got two legs of why, why, why. Yes, we are going to sound like a four-year-old. Um, yeah, little kids are really good at this. Um, Elaine will say to them, I'm drinking my Ningxia, honey. Why? Well, because it's good for you. But why is it good for you? Well, you know, it helps carry oxygen to my cells. But why do you need oxygen in your cells? Well, without that, I'll die. But why don't you want to die? <laughs> you can get really good. <laughs> you know, it doesn't always happen like that. But, um, you know, little kids are really good at that. They always want to know why. And they're like, well, that isn't really why. Let's keep digging. They're the best of the lecturers. So, um, you have the whole the why thing down pat, by the way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My children are available for higher $100 an hour, and they can ask you questions until you, you will cry, Robin. You will. I'll tell you my mind. So can you, you can, show, can you show that again real quick? Yeah. Okay. So you're going to say, what is my why? Um, hitting RCD. You might say hitting RCD. Well, why do you want to hit RCD? Well, because I will make a lot of money. Well, why do you want to make a lot of money? Well, because I need to put food on the table. Well, why do you want to put food on the table? Because when I was a kid, there was nights that we had nothing to eat and it made me feel really scared and I don't ever want to feel like that again. Like, whoa, okay, we just got someplace. Like, you want to hit RCD because when you were little, you didn't always have dinner. Like, you can, you know, and you can do personal goals too. Um, like, Elaine says, I want to be really healthy. Well, why? Because... There was a time when I was not healthy and I want to tell people, like, obviously I have no idea what happened to you, but let's say you were exposed to Monsanto or something. So like, well, I want to tell the world to help prevent that happening to other people and like help fix, you know, the soil and stuff. So, um, why? Did you know that? That's the truth. How did you know my soil? Oh. Tell it to you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do we know? Right? I was like, I got no idea, but don't creep me out like that. <laughs> that, cool. that did happen to um, one of the girls on my team. 
um, she and everybody else who grew up in her neighborhood of the same age all have cancer. So, big problem. Um, that is our our digging into our why. So you can put down your, your why, maybe one or two why, and then ask yourself, why is that? Um, I, I did this exercise way back in the college days, and they had a different name for it, but it was actually an exercise for our homework. We had to sit down with somebody and ask them a question, and then keep on unpacking it and it can get really personal really fast so this is definitely something that's good to do with um, your team or with trusted people or just with yourself you know and this is personal work um, that may be something that someday or sometime feels right for you to share with you know your audience at large, whether that's just your team or talking about it on your personal, you know, like Facebook or social media. I'll tell you when I'm thumbing through Instagram or whatever, I will stop my scroll when it catches my eye that somebody is just talking very honestly. Um, Madison Vining is one of those people who I read, I literally think I've read every single, I actually scrolled all the way down to the beginning of her Instagram. <laughs> and Sabrina too, I know you went for that black hole. Um, because she will share with you things that you're like, um, usually people don't really talk about that. And it's not like having a mental breakdown on Facebook or like, airing dirty laundry or something. It's just not being this kind of, you know, everything is perfect all the time because we're on Instagram type of fakeness. So I appreciate that in people. People appreciate that in you. And I'm not saying you do this as like, like, like to be a tool or something like that, but this helps grow trust with you and your followers. I promise you that when I watch people whose feed is always perfect, I have less trust in them because I'm like, I know that that's not true. And why are you not sharing with me what is real? And I'm not saying like, just gut yourself for everybody, but maybe just be honest every once in a while. And um, Brene Brown said it pretty accurately that what looks like courage in you feels like weakness in me. So you might feel like posting my story of recovery from like alcohol addiction, say Echo Summerhill's one of our RCDs, not on our team, but she's, gosh, she's like a year and a half sober now. And um, she talks about it very honestly on her page. And she was posting pictures like, well, this is me. And my crying face because I couldn't get through the night without alcohol, but I did. So 12 days sober, you know, and um, let me tell you that we all bonded with her because we felt like um, we know her and she's not just only showing us the pretty parts of life, what she does have very pretty life. So there's that. <laughs> but um, 
sometimes looking at these answers or even the fact that you, like Robin was saying, I don't know what brings me power. Like, okay, you know what? If you feel that way, guarantee there's other people that feel that way. And you can talk about, I don't know what I'm passionate about. Like, I've realized I've spent since 1979 in the Navy, basically with people making decisions for me all the time. And I just realizing, like, here I am digging into what is my passion and having a hard time really knowing what it is. Anybody else ever felt that way? And I'm like you, you're like me, we are alike, we are the same, we are a tribe that makes us feel like that togetherness. So um, don't be afraid, well, be afraid, but um, do, even <laughs> when you're afraid, share, honestly, because um, most people aren't. And you get to Royal Crown Diamonds is the result of massive personal growth and connecting to what your sense of purpose is and how that fits with your Royal Crown Diamond rank. Royal Crown Diamond rank is actually a symptom of personal growth. Royal Crown Diamond itself is not the task. The personal growth is the task and Royal Crown Diamond is your symptom. It's a sign that somebody's been doing the work. And as you do the work and you share about that, looking back to these answers, you just found the content for your next seven most vulnerable posts with people. So I know authentic is very much a buzzword right now. And there's a way to be authentic and be fake all at the same time. <laughs> but most people won't do what it takes to get to Royal Crown Diamond. Heck, most people won't even do what it takes to get to Silver. But you do. You do. You are here doing the work. And if you're on the replay, or even those people who aren't on the replay, um, but are doing the work in their own way, um, you're, you are willing to do the work. And you're willing to share about that, because most people aren't. And you will, if you want to attract the kind of people who want to grow in the same way as you do, wow, best team you'll ever have. If you only want to attract super fake, plastic, superficial people that are only lured in by a discount on the starter kit, that's, that's, the, that's a very fragile team. But to have a team that um, will stand by you no matter what and show up at your house with food um, show up at your house with like loving arms when something goes wrong that's like solidarity and that's, that's a family that's something that uh, relationships that people would just about you know give anything for today in the swipe right swipe left kind of culture that we have so this isn't follow for follow this is Follow the relationship. I don't know. <laughs> this is like, be, re be, be a real person. And when I meet you, if I don't know you already, when I meet you in person, if I'm like surprised by who you are as compared to who I thought you were on Facebook, it says that something, there's a disconnect. But if I meet you and I'm like, I, Lord, I feel like I already know you, then you've been doing it right. 
where did we go? Oh, and Robin, when I met you, I was like, literally, I know you 100%. <laughs> Probably because we hang out, we hung out on too many Zoom calls by ourselves. <laughs> yeah. We had some uh, good one-on-one Zoom calls there. <laughs> okay, I think we're at, okay, about three minutes. Does anybody have, um, you know, I'm, I'm not your guru hashtag Tony Robbins, but does anybody have any questions that I could review over with this or anything no, like I, that? I, while you were going over the book, I went ahead and pulled the book down on my Audible to go along with this other awesome. book that I have to read, Outwitting the Devil. Lisa, probably, yeah. Um, start with why I find your way. You know, um, Lindsay Moreno said in her stories that a fellow author told her this, and I'm going to tell you right now that I know that fellow author was John Aka. If I told Lindsay today, she'd be like, how did you know? But that author was John Aka. I can't see it. She said a fellow author told her, once you write a self-help growth, whatever book, you will always have customers for your next book because they will read the book and they won't do the work they will buy your next book and they won't do the work. So they'll buy your next book. So um, Lisa, probably any one of his books would be just fine. So you go with what you've got, um, find your way. And um, you probably just wrote more books because people aren't doing the work. <laughs> what book are these questions well, I can, from? I can attest to that. I mean, in my younger years, I probably had like three stacks of self help books. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I, I 100% agree. Um, and Rachel Hollis says, you already know the hard thing you need to do. You just aren't willing to do it. Ouch. <laughs> Anybody feel stabbed in the side? Um, the book is Getting to Why by Kent Burns. Yeah, Sabrina, you're right. Getting to Why by Kent Burns is what that excerpt was from. That excerpt is actually the only piece I've read from that book. Um, and Start With Why by Simon Sinek is the other one. And this is a really, I think this is um, a leadership type book. How Great Leaders Inspire Everyone to Take Action. Simon Sinek. Simon Sinek. He's very popular. Yeah. You've been talking about this for a long time, too. What's that? Um, I think he's been talking about this for a long time because this TED Talk is pretty old, isn't it? Right. I mean, relatively speaking. It's not free internet. Um, there is so much in this book that I, like, would love to, <laughs> the notes that I would love to talk about with you guys sometime when we have, you know, I'll do, a, I'll do a live video or something. But any other questions regarding this tonight? And then we'll all go about our Monday evenings. Thank you all for getting on and making me feel important. <laughs> thank you so much. This was yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you. Uh, you guys are um, amazing leaders. Um, you, we, <laughs> good, Bessie. <laughs> um, this is, um, this is a team of people that's willing to do the work, which is just blows my mind. So I, I do know the answer. I know who the answer is. <laughs> so um, 
if you guys have um, further questions, then keep asking yourself. Because <laughs> you actually know the answers. Um, and the only thing a facilitator will do is keep asking you why. Not That's not all they would do, but they essentially <clears throat> keep asking you why. And I have watched at like personal growth type things where a leader such as Tony Robbins type person will ask somebody a question and then they'll just keep basically saying why. And the person's like bawling. They're like, you made me cry. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't even say anything. <laughs> I just keep asking why. <laughs> so um, I guess you can, I guess there's the bawling. <laughs> all right, you guys, thank you all for jumping on. Thank you for committing to your personal growth. Thank you for committing to the millions of people that you have yet to impact. And the faster we get to those people, the better because um, between now and then people are dying. So we have a lot of work to do and we have no time to waste. So thank you guys for jumping on. Start with why, find your why, help your team find their why, dig into the why, respect their why, know their why, and RCD double. <laughs> have an awesome night, everyone.